Hi, I'm Amy Jensen. This is the Puppy Training Podcast, episode number four, Reactivity. This podcast is for people looking to train their own dog, either as a companion, therapy, or service dog. This is the Puppy Training Podcast, and I'm your host, Amy Jensen. Hi, today we are talking about reactivity. And there's a couple different ways that your dog could be reactive, but today we're going to focus specifically on the leash reactive dog. So this would be a dog who barks or lunges at other dogs or other triggers while on leash. So barking and lunging are the most common behaviors dogs who are reactive exhibit, but there could also be others such as whining, growling, salivating, biting. Sometimes your puppy might spin or turn around or hide between your legs, something like that. So sometimes to me, this is a very embarrassing thing. If I'm out walking a dog and it's pulling me down the street or it's lunging or it's barking at either a, you know, a neighbor walking by or another dog walking by, you know, it can be a really embarrassing thing. So I really like to get reactivity under control as soon as possible. And I know that there's a lot of people out there just because I, as I drive through town in my car, I see this a lot with other dogs. You know, um, they see another dog and they get overly excited or they might be fearful. Um, they're, maybe they're too close to an animal that they're not comfortable around. And so the lunging and the barking behaviors come out. And then you can see that the person is really trying to do their best to control their dog, but maybe they just haven't been taught what to do. So I know this is an issue for a lot of people. And so I thought I would do um, a little podcast on it today. Okay, so why are dogs reactive? What causes this? Um, there's a number of issues that, you know, or reasons why your dog might do this. The first one would be the fight or flight instinct. So when your dog's on a leash, he might feel trapped. He can't, you know, flee or run away if something he sees is uh, making him nervous. Um, and he can't really fight back because he's on a leash. So because that leash is there, a lot of times it, it does cause this reactivity issue because there's this um, trapped feeling that your dog has where he can't fight or flight. Another reason might be that they have the mindset of I'll get you before you get me. I've seen this a lot with little dogs. I have a little dog that I worked with who was attacked by a bulldog when he was little and it's stayed with him for his entire life thus far. Um, and as we work with him to rehabilitate him, he has this mindset, I will get you before you get me. And he tries to attack the other dog before the other da dog attacks him. All right. Another reason might be shyness. Your puppy just might not be as social as other dogs. And that's okay. We create a lot of problems just by walking down sidewalks where dogs are faced, you know, head on with one another. And so that can cause some issues. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Um, it could be that a previous experience has gone wrong. So that's kind of back to that. I'll get you before you get me mindset where we talk about the previous experience going wrong. Another reason is that there's a direct approach, sometimes forced on sidewalks. So we mentioned that one just barely where dogs don't greet each other face to face. They generally circle each other. And so when you're on a sidewalk and they run right into each other, sometimes that's a lot of um, pressure for the dog and they don't uh, handle it very well. It could be the opposite that your puppy's overly excited to see another dog. So maybe he's super excited and he's, he can't contain his excitement to the point that he's lunging and barking and acting crazy. Um, and then the last one is the association between seeing a trigger and the tightening of the leash. It causes a tension. So your puppy could see something and he doesn't really necessarily know what to think about it, but then he feels the tension on the leash 
And that creates an association, like a negative association between what he just saw. So sometimes those things become a trigger for your puppy. So what can we do about it? Most dogs who react with a lunge or bark aren't even aware there is another option. So this is a really good point because I think sometimes we see our dog doing this and we're like, why does he do that? Why won't he just stop? And it could be honestly that he just doesn't know what else to do. That's just a very natural dog behavior you know, to lunge or to bark, um, to get excited when you see something that um, you feel excited about. You know, you wag your tail and the dog's going crazy. He just can't handle himself. He's never been taught how to handle himself more appropriately. To him, he is handling himself and he's doing it exactly the way he thinks a dog should do it. So remember that, that sometimes they just haven't learned a better way and that's where we come in. So it's our job to teach them a better option and to help them make a better choice. So today I'm going to talk to you about two great options if you have a leash reactive dog. Number one is the auto watch and the second one is a U-turn. So the goal is that when your dog sees a trigger, he will look at you automatically. And that's what we call the auto watch. Um, The U-turn we're going to use if your dog is surprised by a sudden appearance of a trigger. So when I say a trigger, I mean another dog, a human, whatever it is that your dog is reacting to, that's what we're going to call his trigger. And if he's surprised by the sudden appearance of a trigger, then he could, um, you know, possibly really go into a reaction right there. We would make a sudden U-turn. So we're going to turn our dog 180 degrees and walk the other way. So these are both very useful. I would use the auto watch as much as possible, but in the instance or scenario where you are surprised by another dog, then I would employ the U-turn. So I'm going to quickly describe how you would train an auto watch. It's actually pretty simple, but it does take time. So you're going to put your puppy on a leash and I keep it to about a four to six foot leash. And then I'm going to bring high value rewards. Now this is the good stuff. We're talking chicken, salmon, roast beef from last night's dinner, hot dogs, uh, string cheese. This is not where you want to bring out their dog food and expect them to take their attention off of their trigger and look at their dog food. It's just not going to cut it. So make sure you bring something that's very high value. And then you're going to choose a walking path where you know your puppy will react to someone or something. So hopefully at this point, if you know, yeah, I kind of think my dog is reactive you really need to identify what his trigger is. So is it a person? Is it people in general? Is it just kids? Um, Is it other dogs? Is it only big dogs? Is it only black dogs? Dogs are very specific in what they are fearful or excited towards. So we need to make sure that we really identify what the trigger is for our puppy so that we're aware of it. And then I would begin walking. The second your puppy sees a trigger, I'm going to give him a treat. Now this is really important on the timing of this. We want to make sure Um, that we give the treat before our dog starts to react by either the barking, lunging, or pulling. So if you give him a treat as he's doing those behaviors, essentially you're rewarding those behaviors. So the timing is really critical. And that's where we talk about threshold. You need to figure out at what point will your puppy not react to the trigger that he sees. So for instance, you're walking down the street, he sees a trigger, he immediately starts barking, lunging, whatever his crazy behaviors are. That would be, you know, past threshold. So if you back up five feet, would he be able to see the trigger and not do those things? Maybe it's 10 feet back. Then would he be quiet and just look at it? So you need to really experiment and find at what point, you know, where's the line that my puppy, you know, once he crosses that line, he's all in, you know, he's all um, out going crazy. So we want to make sure that we identify that line. We call it the threshold. And then we want to make sure we work under threshold as we first start to teach this auto watch. 
So again, you're walking down the street, your puppy sees the trigger, you're gonna stick that piece of yummy food right down by his nose so he can eat it before he does the crazy behavior. And then we're going to repeat that hopefully 10 times or more. So I would circle my dog back around. We're going to walk again. He sees the trigger. He gets a treat. He sees the trigger. He gets a treat. And we're going to keep doing that, making sure that we're not rewarding the reactive behavior, that we're keeping him under threshold. Um, And then what you want to do after you've done it enough times is as he sees the trigger, just wait two to three seconds before giving him the food and see if he looks at you. He should look at you if he's played the game well enough thus far that he'll say, hey, I saw my trigger. I always get food when I see my trigger. Where is it? So he's looking to you like, hey, where's my food? That's what we want. And as soon as he looks at you, we mark yes and we give him a treat. So now instead of he sees the trigger, he gets food. He's going to see the trigger and we're going to wait till he looks at us. We mark yes, we give him the food. So now he's getting the marker yes when he looks at us because that's the behavior we're marking is the look at us. And then he's getting the reward for looking at us. And that's how you, you shift that into, you know, him automatically looking to you. And that's when you've done it. You've successfully taught him the auto watch. Okay. So that's going to take some time. It's not going to happen in a day or an afternoon. It might happen. You might be able to get the start of that auto watch in a, you know, your first session, which would be awesome, but it's going to take practice. Um, out in different locations to really generalize that for your dog. So once you get to um, if, you know, a comfortable point with the auto watch and you want to start with the U-turn, you can also do them simultaneously, but if you're overwhelmed, just start with one. So when you do the U-turn, first thing that you need to do is to decide a verbal cue that you want to use. So pick a word. It can be turn. It can be wow. Whatever you would say when you get surprised by something that might trigger your dog. And then just be very consistent and use the same cue every time. So let's say that our word is going to be turn. You're going to start in a quiet, calm area. In fact, the U-turn is really effective to teach in your home first. So find a small room or a long hallway. Hallways are really nice to do these U-turns in because he has to stay right by you as you turn. There's only so much space in that hallway. So I really do recommend hallways to start with. You're going to, again, have some high-value rewards. This can be food or it can be toys. Some dogs are highly motivated by a game of fetch or a simple game of tug. So whatever engages your puppy and whatever you can get his attention with is what I would use. Then I'm going to put my puppy on leash and I'm going to start walking forward. I have my puppy on my left side, but you can have him on either side. I'm going to say mine's on my left. So as I'm moving forward, I'm going to say turn in a happy voice and I'm going to use the food or the toy to lure my dog around in 180 degrees so that we're now facing the opposite direction and we're walking forward. So I want to mark the second that my puppy is now walking in the opposite direction. So as soon as I've lured him around me and I've turned and we're now facing the other way, that very first step of walking forward again, I would mark yes. And I would either engage him in a game of tug or I would give him the treat or whatever he followed you around with in that turn. I would reward him with that at that point. All right. So here's a few final tips and tricks as we went over this. Again, this is kind of a short little recap of how to address a reactivity issue with your dog. But number one, I would put the treat or lure right on my dog's nose. So as you're trying to make those U-turns, don't be holding that toy or treat so far away that he's not really interested in it. It literally needs to be right by his nose and very exciting to capture his attention. You can also use sounds in the beginning if it helps capture your puppy's attention to get him to look at you or to help you know go into that turn effectively. Just be careful that you say your cue first or he'll start to associate the sound as the cue and then you'll always have to be kissing or 
whatever noise you're making, you'll, that will be your new cue. So just be careful of where you put the sounds in. And then I like to phase out the sounds. I only use them in the beginning with a brand new puppy who's maybe a little distracted. So um, try to use you know, the cue and the lure um, and be careful with how many sounds you use. Another thing that's helpful for your puppies with the U-turn is body language. So as you go into that turn, if you bend your knees, your puppy will be more likely to turn or they'll recognize, oh, she's bending her knees. It's time to turn. Um, perfect the turn inside with zero distractions before trying it outside with distractions and triggers. So this is a movement that we want our puppy to have down almost like a heel on a walk. And so we want to perfect it inside. And then once we have it inside, we can start to generalize it outside. Um, be patient. Remember to stay under threshold. And then use the auto watch when you can and the U-turn in emergencies. All right, you guys, that was a really short recap. If you need more help with this or if you have a reactive dog, check out our site, www.baxterandbella.com. We have a complete online puppy training curriculum there, um, including live access to me. I'm there to answer your questions. I'm either a phone call away. You can schedule a video chat with me. You can also send uh, frequently asked questions to my inbox and I reply within 24 hours. So I really do want to help you get your dogs under control. If you have a reactive dog, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I would love to help you train them. All right, you guys have an awesome weekend and happy training. If you have a question about anything you heard on this podcast or any other puppy training question, visit my site, baxterandbella.com to contact me.